This podcast is brought to you by Seekers Hub. This Ramadan, our goal is to raise $75,000 in monthly donations to build a global Islamic seminary so that dedicated students all over the world can complete their journeys and become Islamic scholars. You can help them by becoming a monthly donor at seekershub.org slash donate. ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله قال الله تعالى في كتابه العزيز أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد والرسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم saw the first crescent of Ramadan he taught us a dua to make and he prayed صلى الله عليه وسلم Allahumma ahillahu alayna Ya Allah cause it to rise over us Bil-amni wal-iman With safety and security Wal-iman and faith Was-salam wal-islam And peace and quietude Wal-islam and surrender to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Hilalu khayrin wa rushdin May it be a crescent moon of goodness and may it be a crescent moon of guidance. If you looked at the sky last, last night, my dear brothers and sisters, you would have seen the full moon. 14, 15 days have passed since the beginning of Ramadan. And as the moon has changed and grown from that very beautiful, very delicate crescent to the full badr, the full shining, resplendent moon, I, as a Muslim, must ask myself, have I changed as well? As the moon has changed, as the moon has become brighter and fuller, have I, as a Muslim, one who surrenders to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one who is engaged in the noble ibadah of fasting, have I changed inside? Have I realized the dua of the beloved sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that indeed it is a new moon that heralds with it 
Am, am I more peaceful inside? Do I feel more secure inside of me? When Iman is my faith stronger in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Wassalama, am I more in peace inside of myself? More content inside of myself? When Islam, have I surrendered to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? In what I do with my limbs, are they used in obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Are my eyes, have my eyes surrendered to Allah since the beginning of Ramadan? In what they see, in what they observe? Have my ears surrendered to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? In what I allow myself to hear? Do I allow my ears to hear lies? Backbiting, slander, gossip, rumor mongering, those things that Allah does not love. Has my tongue surrendered to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? In the usage of my tongue, am I avoiding the muharramat, those forbidden acts of my tongue, which are so numerous? Has have my hands surrendered to Allah in that I don't use them in any way that Allah doesn't love. I don't hurt, I don't take what's not mine. I don't use them on the keyboard in ways that Allah does not love. I don't use them on my phone through the various applications that we now have in ways that Allah doesn't love. Have my feet surrendered to Allah in where I walk, in where I frequent, in who I walk towards? Has my heart surrendered to Allah in the feelings in my heart, the ideas in my heart, the emotions in my heart? Has my heart surrendered to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Because this, my dear brothers and sisters, this is the reality of fasting. This is the reality of fasting. Fasting is an insak to refrain. But refraining from food and drink is the most basic level of fasting. If you permit me, it is kindergarten fasting. If I refrain from food and drink and intimate relations, then I've only fulfilled the grade one, the kindergarten level of fasting. If someone were to ask me at the end of the day, did you fast? Then I should say yes, like a grade one student, like a kindergarten student. But the reality of fasting is deeper than that. The reality of fasting at the next level is that my limbs must fast. My eyes must fast, my tongue must fast, my hands, my feet, my sexual organs, my ears, my stomach must fast. That is the second level of fasting, which I remind myself is wajib. It's not something good to do, it's something which is obligatory to do. Because under no circumstance, before or after Ramadan, under no circumstance 
Can I disobey Allah with my limbs? Can I disobey Allah with my senses? So if I'm not fasting at that level, I'm not fasting truly. I'm not fasting truly. And then a deeper level of fasting is that I fast away from that which is extra, which I don't need, the fudul. Many things that we consume that we don't need, that are extra and sometimes they're excess. If I want to fast truly, I fast away from what is extra. My extra words, the extra purchases, the extra time I spend with others that has no immediate benefit for me. I fast away from the extras and what my nets, my lower self wants simply because it wants it but it doesn't need it. The fourth level of fasting is that I fast with my heart from what Allah does not love. I fast away from jealousy, from hasad, violent envy, from wanting good to be taken away from someone else. I fast away from anger. I fast away from lack of modesty, lack of hayat. I fast away from miserliness, from being stingy and miserly in my time, in my emotions, in my resources, in my wealth. I fast away from ingratitude and not being thankful to Allah Azza wa I fast away from lies. I fast away from haste and being hasty and not taking time and being patient in thinking about what's good. I fast away from, from lies, from deceit, from cheating, from not fulfilling my amanat, my trust, from not being truthful in my word. I fast away from that. And that level of fasting indeed is wajib as well. Because under no circumstance am I allowed to indulge my hasad, my violent envy. Under no circumstance am I allowed to indulge my anger, my improper, improperly directed anger. Under no circumstance am I allowed to indulge and enjoy my miserliness. So this level of fasting of siyam is at the level of my heart, at the level of watching inside of me what happens, the states, the feelings that Allah doesn't love. And if I don't fast at this level, I'm not fasting in the true sense of the word. I'm not fasting with the reality of fasting. I'm fasting, as I said, at a different legal, basic, kindergarten level. I remind myself and you because half of the month has passed. And if we don't ask ourselves every day, every day, more than once a day, what is the quality of my fasting? If I don't ask myself that, if I don't interrogate myself and critique myself, days will go by. 
and I will not be fasting in the way that Allah loves and the way that Allah loves is fasting at these deeper levels because the texts of Rasulullah are so many that indicate that this is the reality of fasting. How many fasting persons said he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who get nothing from their fasting of one illa jur except hunger. And how many people who stand at night ate twenty rakat and they only benefit tiredness and fatigue. Why? Because we don't fast in the proper way. I don't fast in that deeper intended way and I restrict myself to a superficial level of siyam. And if I do that, if I don't struggle to fast in sincerity, then I won't experience Eid. Because the reality of Eid is a gift. The reality of Eid is a gift that Allah does not give to every Muslim. Yes, we all celebrate Eid. But whether we celebrate and enjoy the gift of true Eid, that depends. Because the reality of Eid is Allah in my heart. That's why it's Eid. It's not Eid because I wear new clothes. It's not Eid because I taste new foods. It's not Eid because I have more company and more social gatherings and more social intercourse. Those should be features of the true Eid. And the true Eid is that my heart experiences an attachment, a connection with Allah a nearness to Him born out of the gift of taqwa which He gives me because I fasted in the right way and that feeling, that joy, that ecstasy, that jubilation, that nearness, that happiness of nearness with Allah, that is what He is. Eid is not about the external, Eid is about the internal. And if I don't fast sincerely and properly, I won't taste Eid. I may do the things externally that indicate I'm celebrating Eid, but inside I would not have tasted the reality for me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you and me to experience Eid the true Eid, and that's why He gives us Ramadan. Ramadan is a manifestation of His love, His merciful love, His loving grace, His barakah, His gentleness, His kindness. Ramadan is a gift because Allah wants me to draw near to Him. But the variable of Ramadan is me. In Ramadan, <coughs> the doors of Jannah are open, meaning good is easy. The doors of Jahannam are closed, meaning at another level, it's hard to disobey Allah. And 
The shayateen are chained. So the only variable is me. The only variable is my nafs. Do I really want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or not? And if I claim to want Allah, how sincere am I? And if I am sincere, وَالَّذِي جَاءَ بِالصِّدْقِ وَصَدَّقَ بِهِ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُتَّقُونَ Those who are truthful, those who are truthful, and those who believe in truthfulness and truth, Allah Azzawajal, they are the ones of taqwa. So if I claim to want the Rahmah of Ramadan, which is open for the taking, then I have to be sincere in what I offer Allah Azzawajal of my fasting. Who amongst us would not want a new life? Who amongst us would not want to begin again? Who amongst us regrets, does not regret the past? Who amongst, who amongst us would like a fresh page and a fresh start? Perhaps many of us, I certainly would want that for myself, knowing my history and my past. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His love and in His grace offers us that in Ramadan. How does Allah ta'ala offer me that? Allah offers me a lifetime, Allah offers me a lifetime of ibadah in a few hours. Allah offers me a chance to have lived a life of 83 years. Allah offers me a chance to live again and to add a life to my life and to begin again. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala offers all of us Laylatul Qadr. And Laylatul Qadr is a manifestation of His power, but it's a manifestation of His power through love. The king, when the sovereign, when the president, when the prime minister exercises power, usually they don't exercise it by pardon. They don't exercise it by pardon. Their power is not manifested through their loving rahmah. But Allah Taala's power is manifested through His loving forgiveness and His grace and His forbearance and the chance for everyone who truly seeks it to live again and begin again. Allah Ta'ala says, Ya nasu, O people, human beings, antumul fuqara'u ila Allah. You are in need of Allah. You are in poverty of Allah. The nature of the self is that we are inherently in need of Allah every moment of every breath of every beat of our hearts. And Allah is the one that is self-subsisting. Allah Ta'ala is free of need and praiseworthy. And then He says, if Allah wanted, He could do away with you 
and bring a new creation. And that's not hard for him. That's not hard for him. Usually we understand this ayah to mean what? Allah, if we're disobedient, will substitute us. And that is the meaning of an ayah, of the ayah. But it has another meaning. If I want a new me, if I want a new beginning, if I want a better me, he can do away with me, the old me. And he can bring forward and that's not hard for Allah to do. That if I want myself to be created anew in spirit, in commitment, in, this, in, in obedience to Allah, in remembrance, divine remembrance of Allah, in service to Allah, if I want a new me, Allah can do that easily. And therefore, this month and that night in particular is an opportunity that no Muslim who truly is sincere and seeks Allah and knows the reality, some reality of faith, I would never want that to pass. And my hopes should be high as long as I'm truthful. And my hope should be grand as long as I'm truthful. And I should hope for a new me, a better me, a better heart, if I am truthful and if I'm willing to work truthfulness. There's only one dua which is authentically transmitted from what I know, Allah, about the... Of course, one could make any dua. And that's great and that's fine. But from him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, during Ramadan, the dua of Laylatul Qadr. And it's an easy dua to make, isn't it? You know, duas are very immense. So this one, even children memorize it very quickly. Why? Allah wants us to say it. And in that dua, we call upon Allah by His name of Al-Afu. And the name Al-Afu is very beautiful and very meaningful. And the ulama say that the name Al-Afu includes five levels of forgiveness. When the Arabs say, you know, the wind did Afa. It means the wind erased. So Allah's name Al-Afu is the pardoner, but it's deeper than that. The first level of Afu is that Allah forgives. The second level of Afu is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala erases from the record. So not only does Allah forgive sins, but Allah erases it from our record. The angels have been writing. So even though the judge forgave you and pardoned you, pardon me, I still have a criminal record. It's still on the books. But the level of Afu here is that Allah erases it from the record, from the Dawawid itself. The third level is that Allah will not raise it on the day of Qiyamah. 
my sins. Number one, forgiven. Number two, erased from the record as though they were non-existent. Number three, that Allah will not broach the matter on the day of judgment. Allah will not raise those to do because the true tired, the true repentant one, remorseful one, even though the sin is forgiven, it's still on the record. And that's painful. And even though the sin is still forgiven, Allah will still question him. And even though the sin has been forgiven, I remember it. And sometimes out of his rahmah, if the burst in our heart for him is sincere enough, he can erase it from the memory itself. And the fifth level is that Allah changes my bad to good. And there are ayat in the Quran that, that attest to that. That is, so think with me. I have, and you won't know this, at least the young ones won't, encyclopedia of sins. In those days when they had encyclopedias and that's what you would consult and not, and not other means, you have encyclopedic an encyclopedic, voluminous amount of zunu. And after one night, you have an encyclopedia of failure. And you could go from a sinner to a saint. You could go from a profligate facet to a friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala merely by the expression of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's afr. May Allah Azawajal make us of those who truly seek Him with our hearts. May He enlighten our hearts to the realities of Iman and the opportunities and the love and grace that He wants us to experience. Sa'ulu qawli hadha wa astaghfiru Allah ni wa lakum fa astaghfiru innahu wa ghafuru rahim. Bismillah wa alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا ومولانا محمد الفاتح لما أغلق الخاتم لما سبق ناصر الحق بالحق والهادي إلى صراط الله المستقيم وعلى آله حق قدره ومقداره العظيم May Allah make us for those who listen and follow the best of what they hear ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنا وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفرنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم أعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم فرج القلوب عن المسلمين اللهم فرج القلوب عن المصلحين اللهم فرج القلوب عن المظلومين اللهم استر عوراتنا وامن روعاتنا وردنا اليك ردا جميلا اقم الصلاه ان الصلاه كانت على المؤمنين كتابا موقوتا Thank you for listening to this Seekers Hub podcast To listen to the rest of our shows please visit seekershub.fm You can also subscribe to our weekly email newsletter called Compass, where we'll send the best of Seekers Hub's content straight to your inbox every single week. To get on the list, visit seekershub.org slash compass.